Hey, welcome to the Rabbit Hole Club, where we're keeping it surreal and talking about all things odd, mysterious, and paranormal. Welcome to show 26, the second show of season two, and the first interview of the season. My apologies for the lateness of this show, too. I had a hell of a good time doing special effect demos at Planet Comic Con Kansas City, but it was a lot of work. Then, as a consolation prize, I brought COVID home for the second time. And we've been dealing with and healing from that ever since. Not bad for a chick who's been vaccinated and had it once already, I guess. I have my opinions there, but we'll save that for another show. Now, I finally have a voice worth recording, so here we go! After the heaviness of the last show about Denver International Airport, and if you haven't listened to it, go check it out, I thought we'd better go a little lighter this week and laugh with my dear friend, Jordan Bunce. This show is certainly candid with mature content and some adult language, so be advised. Before we delve in too deeply, remember to hit that subscribe button and give this show a thumbs up. Your support is what helps keep me bringing you fun and freaky shows with colorful guests, interesting ideas, and amazing stories. You should also keep in mind that I've included some neato photos and video in the YouTube version. So if you're listening to this through a podcast, remember to check out the video too. You can find it easiest by browsing the video gallery on my website, or you can visit my YouTube channel. My channels are all full of fun little goodies that'll make you go, hmm. And they can all be found on my website too, along with all my social media, YouTube, and podcast links. TheRabbitHole.Club. That's right, I said .club, C-L-U-B. The audio version of this show is also listed with all the podcast distributors under Colleen's Rabbit Hole Club. Colleen's, C-O-L-L-E-E-N-S, Rabbit Hole Club. You'll find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and so many more. If you or someone you know would like to share a scare, a show idea, a personal experience, or anything else odd and unusual, you can send an email to submit at therabbithole.club. And now, here's the show! Starting out tonight, let's take a look at the rabbit reel, where we're perusing paranormal news around the world. First up, Starlink. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's Elon Musk's low-altitude Wi-Fi satellite project, which is clearly visible in the night sky as a line of bright lights floating slowly along. This group of lights are commonly misidentified as UFOs. I know I'd have to look twice, but they're only Mr. Musk's attempt to bring Wi-Fi to the whole world. I mean, that's kind of cool. Maybe he's an alien after all. Next up, technology finally caught up to the question of what lies at the bottom of Belize's Great Blue Hole. About 60 miles off the coast of Belize, there is a huge blue hole in the ocean. Until very recently, we didn't have the facilities to explore this incredibly deep and dangerous hole. Along comes billionaire Richard Branson, along with diver Fabian Cousteau. And down they went in a very expensive submersible vehicle to the very bottom of that great blue hole. 
They thought they would discover pristine and virgin waters, but that's not exactly the way it went. The bottom turned out to be a little more than 400 feet down, and they found a very intricate cave system at about 300 feet down, complete with stalactites. That means the cave system had to have been above water at one time. In the bottom of that hole, they also found a two-liter plastic bottle, a lost GoPro with vacation images, and the bodies of two divers reported missing at the Blue Hole, whom they decided to respectfully leave in their watery grave and report to the Belize government. Such a cool place, and so crazy they finally found what was at the bottom. I guess that kind of shows us how human beings have touched everything on this planet, even if we don't realize we have. Our next story is one I really need to do a whole show on, and most of you have probably never heard of it. The Black Knight. And I ain't talking about Batman. This Black Knight has been around far longer than the superhero. Back in the 1800s, Nikola Tesla built a high-voltage radio device that intercepted a strange signal he was convinced didn't come from our planet. By the 1950s, there were several reports of this strange radio signal coming from our skies, and by the early 1960s, radar was also picking up the unknown satellite that was responsible for sending the signal. Only a few months after it was first seen on radar, a tracking camera at Grumman Aircraft Corporation's Long Island factory took the first photo of the Black Knight satellite. Even NASA has released photos of the satellite, but still no real information on what it is or who put it there. Throughout the 1950s and 60s space race, there were many reported encounters with this satellite, both by the USA and Russia. This included the craft shadowing Sputnik 1 and showing defined polar orbits before the technology was available to the rest of us. Through all of this, the unidentified satellite continued to emit a radio signal, travel a polar orbit, and accelerate under its own volition. Recently, some ham operators claim to have decoded the signal. The transmission includes some sort of star map and the following verbiage. Quote, start here. Our home is Epsilon Butis, which is a double star. We live in the sixth planet of seven. Check that, six of seven, counting outwards from the sun, which is the larger of the two. Our sixth planet has one moon. Our fourth planet has three. Our first and third planets each have one. Our probe is in the orbit of your moon. This updates the position of Arcturus shown on our maps." Unquote. Wow. Do a little research on the Black Knight satellite. I found it surprising that no one is actively denying or hiding this anomaly. Chew on that for a minute. And finally, in weird news this week, two old friends are making new movies. First up, another Ghostbusters movie started filming a few weeks ago. That's right. That's number six if you count the somewhat unpopular number four. Sony Pictures said the new flick will premiere on December 20th, 2023. Also, the new Beetlejuice started filming too. They're being pretty secretive with the cast and plotline, but construction started this month on the Maitland Hardware Store, the Old Wooden Bridge, and the Dietz's House TV. That's not all the weirdness in the world this week, but that's all we have time for in this episode. And now... Here's this week's Colleen's Colloquy, just a bit of life's wisdom that's helped me along the way, 
and I'm passing it on in hopes that someone else might also find it helpful. Feel welcome to comment, or you can share your own with me too. All my life, I've been waiting and wishing for the paranormal to be more mainstream, for people to talk more openly about their experiences with ghosts, Sasquatch, aliens, and UFOs, without fear and ridicule. Now that it's a more acceptable topic of conversation, we're presented with new issues like disinformation, attention seekers, and fraud. But one of the biggest issues I've seen, and it boils my blood and grieves me deeply, is when people monetize their hauntings instead of helping these poor lost souls. They charge money, sometimes a lot of money, to exploit these ghosts, spirits, and entities to curiosity seekers, tourists, and would-be ghost hunters. For example, I was a test group and first paranormal researcher to spend the night at Missouri State Penitentiary in Jefferson City, Missouri. It was an awesome adventure and I'd really love to go back, but it's since become such a money machine that they want $100 per person to spend the night on a ghost tour. No thanks. It would be one of my fondest wishes to send those poor souls on, as we should all do in this industry, but no. People would rather make money off the misery of others, even those with no bodies. So, the colloquy for this show, and in the wise words of my dear sister, Ghosts are not pets. And now, down the rabbit hole we go! So, welcome, Jordan. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so happy we finally got a chance to do this. We've been talking about this since I started do since before I started actually getting it done. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have been through quite a uh, a lot of interesting uh, moments that are clearly uh, stories um, that need to be told, I believe. Wow. You know, nobody's going to believe them. And I'm really, really glad that we got to experience some of this stuff together. Because if I had done it by myself, I would have really questioned me later. <laughs> I question me all the time. So um, maybe this is due to uh, the experiences. I don't know. All right. Well, let's. I'm going to back up ju just a little bit and I'm going to explain where and how we kind of met because that has been an instrumental place mm -hmm. in both of our lives. Absolutely. I mean, like monumentous on so many levels. <laughs> like you can't get away even though you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right, so we actually, uh, back in 2001, um, we were, I, I had a business at that point where we were doing a lot of um, sports fan face painting with airbrush. And our, our team, our hometown team here in Kansas City is the Kansas City Chiefs. And so we had a contract with them and some of the local sports uh, retailers where we would have crews of airbrush face painters on location to do fan painting. And it was at Arrowhead Stadium where the owner of a very well-known haunted house chain, as in commercial haunt, entertainment, 
um, found us and asked us if we'd be interested in doing makeup for his commercial haunts. So at that point, uh, we hooked up with them and it just evolved into me working for them for many years, uh, doing sets and props and makeup and costumes and all kinds of silly stuff. Well, in 2008, uh, we had a change of life <laughs> and I moved on. I had other things. I started doing a lot of film work. I started doing a lot of theater and I moved on. But then in 2015, I went back. And, and that's where we met. Uh, I remember yes. sitting at a table with you before a meeting was starting. And uh, I remember another individual, I believe it was Harry, said, Colleen. And at that moment, I remembered... Like, is this the Colleen Aww. that these characters that I had seen on commercials that had given me nightmares, um, <laughs> the, just the way your 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 art style it's it's so much more than just um, a painting. It's a character that comes to life. Um, Thank you. Through the screen, through uh, being in person, through photography, uh, it's it's just something that has truly um impacted me and my life tremendously and still to this day is a one of my biggest inspirations you can't see me blush but i am <laughs> hey i call it like i see it. it's oh, i didn't choose my heroes they just came to me and Aww. i'm very thankful for them well, I am really thankful for the friend that I've found in you, too, over the years. And and to that, we've had some really insanely crazy things happen to us. Uh, primarily at those commercial haunted houses, which, I might add, are really fucking haunted. And then some. And then some. <laughs> tried and true you don't have to believe in it to experience it i have seen many many converts throughout the years that i was down there <laughs> so one of our first one of our first experiences we had so many together mm -hmm. uh was whenever we were uh we were building sets yeah yep. okay and we had um some ghost hunting equipment that we were testing out in these very haunted buildings that we were currently working in, building sets. <laughs> we decided we were going to test out this equipment while we were at work. Yes. And my, the things we heard and saw and uh, still rattle us to this day. Rattled and giggled. Some of it was really freaking funny. Yes, funny. It, I remember it was... There were times that it was all uh, across the map as far as emotions went. Yes. Funny, scary. Um, startling. Startling. Sometimes you just get these random bursts of energy. Intimidating um, sometimes. Yes, yes. Uh, or people that just want to share um, their stories. Yes. Um, there were definitely people that were attached to the haunted houses. Yes. Um 
that have since passed on and uh, their spirit still has um, a way to communicate through these buildings. And they do. It's like they stayed there. I don't want to, I don't want to stay there after I'm gone. Okay. So if I you might. ever, I'm not going to lie. Ooh, I don't know. I might of visit a good occasionally. Scare, <laughs> like the rush of a good scare. I love it so much this way. I'm not going to have to worry if you're going to hit me. You can't, I'm still going to scare you. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to have a great time. Um, We're both going to giggle about it later. <laughs> absolutely. You know, there's a, a quote that says, if you work at a haunted attraction one year, you leave with a lifetime of memories. That is factual. We've worked so many seasons together. And um, even times where we've worked separate seasons at different attractions, um, uh, Colleen started before I did and obviously was a humongous reason, again, why I do these things and why I, I love them so much. Aw, yay. Um, but yeah. Yay, yeah, yay. Just crazy It's my daddy's fault. My daddy's <laughs> the one who got me involved, okay? I was 10 years old and I was doing commercial haunts with my father who made the creepiest Dracula ever. Ooh. Oh, yeah, made made women totally piss their pants. <laughs> Is there a picture of that? I would love to see that. I'm going to have to look and see if I could find one. That's a really good question. Yes, I think there is, but I'm going to have to look and figure out where it's at. I bet at. that probably had some play on your style. Um, from oh, yeah. Your, that being your dad that, that, that did that. Mm -hmm. Yes, that and the fact that I'm an airbrush artist. And Before not just an airbrush artist, like, come I can't, on. I'll airbrush anything, okay? Let's just be honest phenomenal about this. Phenomenal <laughs> airbrush artist. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's really lent to the quality and style of the effects that I've done for film and stage and live productions and stuff like that. But as far as the haunt went... You know, those places impacted both of us for the rest of our lives. And it wasn't just the scare factor of, hey, let's go scare people and giggle about it, okay? Because that's a big part of it, let's just be honest. But there's also the art and the theater of it, uh, the, the live production of it, the camaraderie. You know, I've made friends like you. I have friends that I met at those haunts that I will cherish for the rest of my life. It's truly, to be able to have uh, that much control over someone as just being a character and being in their presence, it's truly unlike anything. anything else. It's unlike any kind of, <laughs> it, there's just something that's so incredible about it. Um, and that's why once you're bit with a bug, I mean like, count right. every September, October out of the rest of your life because you're kind of stuck. <laughs> Whether That's if you're not down there, you're going to be doing makeup. If you're not doing makeup, you're going to be doing, working at a Halloween shop, something or another. It's it's just... Painting the neighborhood kids, doing private parties. I do a lot of that every year. But while we were at these places, <clears throat> the one time I remember in particular, and we, we got away from this, see? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. That was fun. So uh, we were building a set, and it was kind of a complicated set, and we were testing out ghost-busting equipment. The one specific thing was a ghost box. 
Now this particular ghost box <clears throat> would scan the radio frequencies, okay? So it would take little bits and pieces of what, what it caught on the radio frequencies and just broadcast them. Well, <laughs> it, it, rumor has it <laughs> that these ghost boxes will actually make it easier for a spirit or an entity or an energy to manifest uh, its voice and its thoughts through these radio frequencies. And, they, and if you hear a full word or phrase, that's you're getting spiritual communication. Okay, so we're testing out this equipment. That's about all we know about it. We have it sitting on a ladder in the middle of the room. We've got this other guy who's working with us. And it's just blasting through the radio frequencies, not saying anything much at all. And this guy we were working with was trying to get a drop light to work. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because it was this? a very... <clears throat> he was um, painting a very... It was essentially a black closet that was going to have yeah. some uh, airbrushing done by Colleen and uh, in, in, uh, UV. Right. That's right. And he was trying to get a drop light to work for him in this very, very dark space. <laughs> he tried everything. He tried everything. He even changed the light bulb. Yes. He yes. moved it around. He checked the whole cord. And when he got to the bottom of the cord, he said, it would help if I plugged it in. Yes. Leaving both Colleen and I dying laughing because... <laughs> Well, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then the ghost box says... You're a dumbass. Clear as a bell. Just clear as day. Yep. And, um, yeah. I mean, I've called that human a dumbass multiple times. And probably <laughs> will continue to. Yeah. But to actually say like, dude, a ghost called you a dumbass is a ghost a, just called you a that's dumbass. That's a special dude. level like he needs to get like a, a t shirt mm, I don't know, like have a vest <laughs> with like a leash attached to it or something like that to let everyone know like, yo, watch out for this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was pretty incredible. And then it wasn't just a few minutes later, the owner and our foreman and the foreman is, well, I, I, yeah, he's just a real handful and pretty difficult personality. And they came walking in and um, he started giving us a hard time about using the ghost, the ghost box because they wanted to know why we were laughing. We were laughing our asses off because that was hilarious. I mean, all three of us heard the whole thing and it was pretty hard to mistake. Mm-hmm. And then they came walking in, and they're like, don't you guys think you ought to get to work? <laughs> and so we started telling them what just happened. And the foreman was not very nice about it. And he no. was actually pretty sarcastic and kind of creepy about it. And over the ghost box, what did they say to him? Uh... Well, I think you should answer that because it, it first spoke to you. It wasn't until the the second part of that. Oh yeah, when it said, "Is that the guy?" It said that over the ghost box. It called it him by name. Exactly. It said his name. 
is that so-and-so? And I was like, uh, yeah. And it said, so-and-so's an ass. Yeah. And it was about that time you're walking back into the room we're working on. Yes. And you're like, Jordan, you got to see, like, this is giving these intelligent responses. Yes. And uh, just to that, it says, that's, insert name here. Insert name here. We will get him. Yep. And that, that's, that's pretty frightening, like. Uh, just to think like we told him that too it was like you're making fun of him did you hear what they just said and he was like he totally didn't believe it he totally didn't hear it but the rest of us did and these history these buildings have a not always the most um oh i don't know how you'd say this they don't have a great history as far as as far as far as the region goes, as far as that locale goes, I mean, because there's there not. have been a lot of deaths, yes. and accidental deaths, yes, yes. Um, throughout that entire area. Yes. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. That's not something I would want to be, uh, especially when it says we will get him. That's not. I, I don't want to be against anyone saying I will get you. Yeah, alone. but whenever you start taunting them, and yeah, and it's completely deserved. Yeah, no, I mean you. You kind of put your foot in that when you deal with it, man. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that one. Mm-mm. Yeah, and if uh, if by chance these spirits are listening, we love you. And we're waiting. <laughs> yeah, would you please let us know? Time's a ticking. <laughs> So we had so many different, and that was, that particular spirit was the spirit of a guy who used to work there. Absolutely. He made himself very well known on super many occasions, not just to you and I, but to a lot of people who've worked down there over the years. His ashes were spread through that room. Because that was his His, set. That was his set uh, Mm -hmm. throughout the haunted house. there were handprints done in uh, glow paint that you couldn't really see unless you were looking for it. But his fingerprints, his handprints, yeah, are on the walls of that building. Yeah, and man, we had some incredible uh, conversations, and, and some of them that were just simple questions. Even I remember we were yeah. trying to figure out what to listen to uh, on the radio because uh, when you're working you kind of get to listen to the same thing. And when you listen to one classic rock station long enough, you're going to hear the same songs over and over again. Yep. So we said, Hey, uh, what was your favorite style of music? And that was another one that came back and it instantly said punk. That's right. Punk, And we turned on punk music and that was a pretty cool, um, not your, to me, not your average paranormal experience, but yeah, that's that's cool. <clears throat> well, that was the same room, or it was just outside of that very same room, that Aaron, my oldest son, was touched by something, grabbed around the waist by something. That's horrifying. In that dark maze there. Yeah, no, it yeah. freaked him out pretty good. He talks about uh, that on the show that we did. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And Philip would probably just think it's me. <laughs> Gee, that was funny. That's my show for this week. Special thanks to my wonderful boyfriend and to my amazing family for helping me get this project off the ground and rolling it to a good place. Next week, we're going to continue on with Jordan Bunce in part two, which is just as hilarious as part one. Don't miss it. Thanks for listening and keep it surreal.